Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. Joining me from what looks like a secret rebel base somewhere deep within the caverns of a Outer Rim planet is uh, Will. Will, welcome welcome back. Thank you for having me, and well, and good to be back. And yeah, you like my new... Uh, I do. That is like very my, cool. My, my, new, my, my new man cave. <laughs> and, and also joining us, uh, evidently a uh, Jedi in hiding from the Empire, uh, Garrett Jones. Garrett, hello. Hello there. Hello, hello. General probably, Kenobi. Since, since this episode probably doesn't have a video component uh, when we do it as a podcast, does it? I don't no, think no. Probably yeah, doesn't. So we should probably explain that Garrett is uh, sporting a lovely ensemble, of, including a Jedi bathrobe. Yes, nice. it's nice clothes. and plush. Yeah, he's wearing clothes under the bathrobe, though, just to be clear. <laughs> and I uh, am using, since we're using the uh, Zoom app uh, for our, our recording this week, I uh, have, I'm sporting a backdrop of, I think it's the Rogue One set. Yeah, it, look, it looks it looks like Yavin. Yavin, Yavin 4. Yavin set from the Rogue yeah. One film. So. Very cool. I am just in my... It looks very massage <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, before we get into our normal topic, I forgot to mention: Have any of either of you heard about their? Uh, re, they're going to be releasing Rogue One. Uh, and yes, yes, that on IMAX. News. That was news to me. I was excited about that. A limited, limited, uh, limited release. So it's only on the day of, right? August twenty sixth. No, it's this month. This yeah, month. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's August. It's August because the uh, Rogue um, uh, the Andor comes out in September, but they're releasing uh, Rogue One earlier, like in right, like right. August. Yeah, August. With uh, Wait, I, I thought Rogue One came out in December. <laughs> this is the IMAX uh, version of whatever. Now, yes. I just think they're trying to drum up uh, interest in um, in the Andor series, so they're kind definitely. of definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But still, it would be. I'm gonna definitely keep an eye, see what ticket prices are. It, and... If it's more than one day, I might maybe try. But I had read one place that it's it's a one day only release. One day only thing. Fandango, uh, mm. through Fandango, or, uh, and it's uh, on August 26th, which is sadly a uh, a conflict. I can't make it. So, <laughs> no. luckily, there's a uh, IMAX theater in Fresno, and I can I can jam up there if I need to. Yeah, they have one not far from me. They have an IMAX theater not far from me, too. Um, so, awesome. Definitely, it will definitely be. It also depend on you know how much they're charging for tickets and if we have the money because of our cruise we're going on. And unfortunately, they're not playing. At least that not that I not that I know they're not playing uh, Rogue One on our our cruise. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, Garrett, you're the one who came up with this topic, so why don't you let us all in on what we're going to be talking about this week? Well, this week we are talking about a uh, really fun hypothetical. I like hypotheticals. Uh, our, this is our version of What If. Hmm. Uh, Marvel had their version. It was full of zombies. Um, our version is is full of alternate endings or alternate se- uh, sequences 
from the various Star Wars films. We're going to just go through the order of the canon. Uh, tonight we'll be starting with episode one, The Phantom Menace, mm. and uh, looking at uh, scenes, how they could have gone if one thing was changed. Um, and uh, I think we can have a lot of fun with this because there's yeah. a lot of, there's just a lot of things that could have gone differently. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, I, I was kind of inspired by last week's conversation uh, regarding, um, you know, tweaking the sequel trilogy. This just kind of popped into my head. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah, these are, these are always fun. We've, we've uh, actually done a couple of the, you know, kind of off and on throughout the team, but this is, it's always fun to do these what ifs. Um, Before we get started though, I feel like we need to do the intro. We need to do the, we, we need to do the opening for the what if. Okay, like they do uh, in the cartoon. It goes uh, like this. It goes, I, I, I can't really, I don't know if my, my Michael will change my voice, but time, space, reality, it's more than a linear path. <laughs> it's a prism of endless possibility where a single choice can branch out to infinite, infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I guess we are the watchers. We are your guide to these vast new realities. Follow us and ponder the question, what if? I feel like we have to do that in every episode. <laughs> I think so. I, I, think that's, I think that's great. Um, well, well done. Yes. <laughs> All right. So episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yes. So I guess we'll just start so, from the beginning and work our way through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say that would be a great idea because, I mean, it gives us some plot points to work through. So the opening... Um, we have, uh, gosh, it's been such a long time since I've seen the movie. Um, starts uh, off with trade disputes. What? Like yes, how all great movies dispute. start, trade disputes. Trade yes. disputes. We have the uh, Jedi uh, are on their way to settle the conflict between. Well, we can start right there. Obi Wan and Qui Gon are 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 don't make it. Don't make it. They are killed in the explode in the initial attack, and are don't get out. What happens then? At that oh, point, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, you roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> the you know the the only thing I could see happening after that. I mean, you know, obviously there could be you know an, an, an endless amount of possibilities. But yeah. you deal with Queen Amidala. Actually, if you think about it, they are, they are kind of assuming that there's an issue anyway, because. Mm -hmm. They have, the ambassadors haven't arrived yet, haven't arrived yet if they've already been killed, uh, then they, they would simply take over the planet and they would take the prisoner, take the, uh, the queen and her entourage hostage and force her to sign the treaty. Yeah. And that would be that. You know, the, the treaty would be signed. Well, maybe. Unless, you know, I guess you could say Chancellor Valorum could send another Jedi. <laughs> Yeah. And then another Jedi after that, the whole Jedi Council, if you want, Mace Windu shows up. <laughs> but we could go that way, you know. We could go Ooh. down that road. See, you know, I think if we were to go down that that rabbit hole, think about how much fun the action set pieces would have been with with Mace Windu, because I mean, he's probably the only Jedi in existence that could get away with starting to quote Ezekiel thirty seven, uh, <laughs> and, just, and just going off on the droids. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful no but if we but let, let's go down that road in the sense of uh you know you could have uh 
the story of the planet of Naboo being under siege. You can see it from from Amidala's standpoint. I mean, the one thing I, I that I always thought was interesting was you know you know she was being processed, but what did that mean? You know, when, when you when when you hear about processing prisoners, you know, my mind goes to like the Holocaust, and you know they never really got into camp. the yeah into how dark that could have ended up being and you know she was saying our people are dying senator you know like we must do something quickly you know and and it was so, so if this was kind of getting even more dire and more uh dark and brooding than it already was um would there be another side to this would mace and yoda i can imagine mace and yoda showing up you know, that would yeah. be that would be pretty interesting. My my thought on this is that if if Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon had been blown up uh, along with their ship, more than likely, uh, I mean, th this is the chain of events that I kind of foresaw, is that they would have they would end up uh, the droids and the the Trade Federation would probably end up just forcing uh, Amidala's hand, making her sign the treaty. However legal that is, right? Uh, I mean, they, they're already occupying the planet. They're already having skirmishes and battles left and right. I mean, obviously, you know, the people are dying line gives us a little bit of insight on that. At that point, um, you know, another, you know, another group of Jedi's could be sent out. Um, and as they're, as they're being, uh, as their ships are, are approaching, you know, the immediate response would be, oh, well, they've sent Jedis before. Let's do the same thing we did before and just try to shoot them out of the sky before they have a chance to land. Um, which is weird. Like, if, if, when you look at Star Wars and the, the way that they do uh, space combat, everything seems to be very linear. And no one's, no one's thinking fourth dimensionally. Like, you always see, like, the ring of ships around a planet. But it's like, dude, if you just come in from the other side, those ships aren't there. <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's uh well i mean that that's 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 a uh an issue with a lot of you know you even look at you know star trek combat it's very much you know two it's three-dimensional but it's not four-dimensional white like it should right. be i think um, that that's a throwback to you know understanding like the the view the viewport by which we watch film is yeah. a rectangular box and yep that you know it, it's just kind of hard to process that beyond it i i you know not to get on a, on an aside here but we were mentioning um rogue one that's one of the thing i kind of liked about rogue one with that one scene with the death star but it was upside down you know like it yeah was, it was reversed from yeah it, it's, it's that was pretty brilliant filmmaking oh. yes i thought that was yeah uh an excellent little kind of reminder like hey it doesn't have to be the way we just because we've that's all that's the way we've seen it you know anyway mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah so you know i i mean you could go any which way you want but yeah you know, i can see a story where mace and yoda this is where my brain takes me that mace and yoda you know this is like like where qui-gon and obi-wan were essentially they're like the red shirts if you want to talk star trek you know they they went in on that first go and were obliterated but then you have mace and Yoda and I say them together because they seem to do things in pairs and they they seem to be a pair to me and they seem mm. to have I think that they could kind of carry the story yeah and I, I think that would make sense too because 
you you had the situation where you had a master and his padawan going in and they got killed and that you know something happened they were killed so the jedi thinking like well maybe we need to bring in the quote-unquote big guns so we'll bring in (laughs) we'll bring in two masters not just two masters but two grandmasters and then if you think about it then if that story now you can imagine that the trade federation would again try to attack them but maybe they could be a little bit more prepared for it and could evade them and maybe they kind of follow a similar path to what obi-wan and qui-gon did originally Mm -hmm. which was to go down to the planet and stumble across you know a gungan named jar jar and eventually find themselves you know rescuing the queen and now it's you know and, and going through the whole series of events that we are used to I could see that kind of playing out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you have you introduce Anakin with this crew instead of it being Qui-Gon and um Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Now you have Yoda and you have Mace. And they immediately they're the ones who discover Anakin. As a, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, we saw how resistant Mace was to Anakin being trained. You know, it'd be interesting if that was something that was happening more directly. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like there could be interesting conflict there. Um, you know, there well, could the, be- the other the other factor of that is if if Obi Wan was was not there, if he was if he was dead, um, that would that changes the entirety of the trajectory of the canon because at that right. point you don't have this kind of kind of uh, cocky, you know. Um, teacher trying to teach a, a young 18 year old you know version of anakin in yeah. episode two who's who's t- trying to live up to his his master's expectations or what he thinks those expectations are um and uh being a little bit too harsh with anakin while at the same time um you you lose one of your your greatest fighters during the clone wars uh, you lose the person who discovers Jango Fett is the base for the clones themselves, and that's just that's just the prequel trilogy. We, that doesn't yeah. even count. We didn't for... even get into. We didn't oh even yeah, everything yeah. that's come after that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's true. And then you know, I'm trying to say like you know, I guess, you know, I know we we're talking about the what if cartoon from Marvel, but I'm also thinking about have either of you ever read Infinities Star Wars? Infinities? Yeah, yeah. We actually talked a little bit yes. about that last week. Okay, so. In my mind, I'm trying to kind of play it out the way an Infinities, an Infinities mm. comic would play out. If- I think it would be interesting to see like a an Anakin trained by by um, by Mace by Mace, like someone who you know would he even take on the task. I don't know. I think I think honestly, I think you would have had a completely different Anakin and maybe even one that was able better able to stand up to the 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 up to the dark side better. Yeah. Because of how Mace you know Mace's power base and how he used how he wielded the force. Right. Um well, I think even Mace's been, fighting style. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very. I mean, almost bordered dark side in many ways. Like he was yeah, the closest it, of all the Jedi. He was the closest to that line, and I think having uh, someone like like an Anakin would have been. I think he would have been a really good fit. Yeah, for so, for Mace. 
Yeah. I think I think a lot of that was was a little bit of the the conflict between them was in many ways they were very much alike. Like as far as not as far as their their worldview, but as far as their their attitude and how they kind of clashed. It was like they were some they were they were similar in many ways. I think yeah. they were more similar yeah, than they were like the too. wrong way because they were so much alike. Yeah. So there was that too. But um so, uh, so well yeah, I think that it could have been a yeah. very interesting different story. Well yeah. Um well let's let's move on. Um so back to the original story. Yeah yeah at that point it would be meeting Jar Jar. Okay. Yeah so are we thinking- I mean, I, I think, I think not, you know, you take away. Well, you take away Jar Jar and you take away the victory at the end of the, at the end of the film. True. You, uh, you, you, you could do that. You could do that a different you way. Take away, you take, I shouldn't say you take away the victory at the end of the film. You take away the diversion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I, but I do believe that that diversion was necessary. Um, so, you know, it could, it could have changed the course of the end. Of the film, yeah. and, and it could have it, resulted. It in certainly it. would have, um, and I'm I'm trying to think large scope here. I mean, if you you get rid of Jar Jar, if say for example the uh, the droids on their on their stat vehicles drive, you know, they fly by and you know shoot him down. He's he's he, or he gets crushed underneath the uh, the droid movers. Um, you know, you don't have Qui Gon uh, being owed any kind of life debt. Uh, you get no help from the Gungans during the fight because uh, the Gungans at that point were completely ambivalent to anything happening on the surface. Which but, means it takes it, that much longer. The speediest way to get to the Naboo is through the planet core. And exactly. You don't have that now. So now you have to go around the planet or go another direction. That's going to take longer and that's going to delay things and it's going to cause the domino effect. That could mm. Exactly. Um, but then, but then, if we look at the larger scope of that domino effect, you don't have Jar Jar becoming the first Gungan senator from Naboo. Yeah. Aha. It's still just it's still just the 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 human population. Yes. Um, and then, in a larger scope, you don't have Jar Jar um, having his own little fun love spy adventure in the midst of later seasons of the clone wars uh, um and then you don't have him voting for more emergency powers for palpatine although i do think palpatine being the way palpatine is he would have just found another he would have finagled yeah him. yeah he, he would have found, found another way to get that to happen yeah at least that's my thought on that so. yeah um but yeah no there's there's everybody you know Everybody has a tapestry. Yes. You know, and and uh, it's definitely, uh, it can show you that with, with, with Jar, even Jar Jar, even a, now, a simple Gungan. I think one of the, one of the issues that we're going to run into, uh, and we've already kind of run into it a little bit, is if you change anything with Anakin's, with Anakin, you basically negate the entire original trilogy. Like, like you know, anything happens to Anakin other than him surviving and being trained to become a Jedi, you you kind of you kind of negate the original trilogy. Like 
which is fine if we want to go down that route, but we just have to kind of know that without Anakin is a linchpin for everything. Like the entire, like I always hear the, I always make the, make the joke, you know, people always say, you know, well, we need, we need a, uh, a Darth Vader movie. And I say, we've had six. Yeah. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the entire first six movies are Anakin's story. Yeah, no, I yes. get that. I get that. Uh, uh, but again, but it's, it's, I mean, it's fun, but we, I think we, like I said, we just have to kind of know, you know, people, you know, they're listening, have to know that any changes that we really, any changes that we make, especially to the main characters are going to drastically change the rest of the trilogies. Mm -hmm. Because without Anakin, you have no Darth Vader without Darth, you know, and you also have no Luke or Leia. So it's right. very true. Yeah. Well, that's why in my mind, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm sticking to like the infinities uh, notebook yeah. where I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, changing one aspect in my head and seeing you know how but but trying to keep every other aspect of what's going on yeah at least along the same path as much as possible you know what mm -hmm. i mean I, and I recognize like for example that's why i was saying yes in the first instance obi-wan and and let's say obi-wan and qui-gon were killed well you know could we have a different uh, you know, but no yeah, less yeah. impactful dynamic with Mace and Yoda taking on that training role, mm. one of them or both of them. And in terms of Jar Jar uh, not existing, is there another way that, you know, the Naboo people can make peace with the Gungans and join together? I mean, unless you just, unless you just make a different Jar Jar and not, you know, a different character what i mean by that is a different character to be in that spot of being the 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 the, the, the creature or the person who the gun gun who they run into without being you know that that's the only way i can see it is you just change who it is okay you know i mean I that's one way to do it is you know you still have that you still have that sort of interaction with the gungans is just not through jar jar you do it through another you have to you'd have to do it through another means right right either like you know maybe there is you know to protect the the you know for, to protect their their city their city they have guards uh, at the certain you know that come up to the service and the, the the jedi run into the guards right right you know something well, like that there's some sort of interaction like that and then they're taken to the Gungan, Gungan home, home city capital, and then you have the sort of, you know. Well, I would think that some, like, look, let's face it, you know, we're going to go through this and we're going to go through other other aspects, and there might be some that are going to seem like they could, you know, be woven into a story better than others. Right. You know what I mean? That, like, like um, you know, like Garrett was saying, too, you know, each one of these things, each one of these changes could not only affect the rest of this movie, but the rest of the saga, you know, mm -hmm. and even into the sequel trilogy, perhaps. So, you know, but again, let's not take ourselves too seriously. It's just, right, it's, right. we're just having, we're just having fun. Just yeah, having we're fun. having fun. Uh, well, go on. Yep. Oh, go ahead. I was let's say... move on. Let's move on to another yeah. aspect. Uh, so um, we have, we, you know, so after, after Jar Jar, 
Um, let's say everything goes as normal. Meets Boss Nass. Takes the bongo. Uh, goes to um, the Nabu uh, to Theed. Um, rescues the princess. Stop me if there's anything you want to try different here. They don't rescue my the thought, princess. My... What? They don't rescue Amidala. You mean Amidala, Amidala, like they get there, they have the confrontation, but Amidala dies. Amidala is killed before they're able to rescue. They're still able to get the rest of of the, okay. the royal court out, but Amidala it dies. I want I want to jump in. Okay. Now we said before, if we kill Amidala, if we kill any of the main characters, we. I, don't, I think you can get away with killing Amidala because then you can just maybe have a second love interest for Anakin. Yeah, but it's oh, I don't know. I was gonna say, my thought was, kill the, the, royal bodyguard, the double. Oh. But not let not anybody tell. know it. Oh, that not Kira Knightley. Well, because without Kira Knightley, we don't have a whole slew of pirate movies. Now I say I think there's a story there. No, seriously, that would be interesting. I think yeah. there's a story. If you killed off Kira Knightley, sorry, you know, well, she did just freeze her up to go to do the pirate movies. But anyway, if you killed off the, you know, the, the who doesn't have to any one of those characters. Hey, kill off Coppola, okay? She was not much of an actress anyway. So you, you know. Watch Godfather 3 if you don't believe me. Oh, I, I, I get the reference. <laughs> Great director, though. She's a good director. But um, if she if you kill off one of the... It's like, you know, like the beginning of episode two was. You know, they, we thought that the, the queen was killed, or the senator was killed, right? Well, if you kill off one, but we, and we, the audience, think that the queen has now been killed, and the Jedi escape with the remaining handmaidens and some of the security and everything else and they try to regroup to see what they can figure out and report back to the to coruscant and stuff and mm -hmm. it won't and it's only at you the could, last minute you discover they could be you could have everything kind oh, of happen you could even have the trade federation because they think the the queen the queen is dead they set yes. up a puppet government yes for someone for another queen to is like all oh you could do all of that right and you can even follow the story to some degree like it is where this entourage, you know, hyperdrive banks up, R2 fixes it, yay R2. Got to land someplace, fix the hyperdrive. That's, you know, got to replace it, got to land on Tatooine. You know, a few of the Naboo people and Qui-Gon and, 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 you know, go looking and Jar Jar, if, if you want, they go looking for a, you know, they meet Watto and that's when they meet Anakin. And Anakin meets the handmaiden but at this time we just think she's a handmaiden yeah and it's you know so it almost tells a similar story but it becomes that much more it has that much more gravity to it when you find out that not only is the queen not dead you know but it's this girl who's the queen so i mean it would have been a whole different way even for us the audience because we would not have known like all through phantom menace you know we understood who queen amidala was we understood that Padme. I don't know if everybody, if everybody realized that. I did. The, did the, it took I mean, me a few watches to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It did. It, it did too. Because I mean, 
Do they call her? Do they call when she's when she's in disguise as the as the handmaiden? Do they call her Padme? Yes, they did. Because they that's the thing. Padme, like, but they never. Wouldn't that have been like in the records to be like Amidala, full name, Kyokim Amidala, full name, Padme Nebir Amidala? No, I, I. It didn't. I understood it right from the beginning, only because I knew that you know I I gobbled up every. TV Guide yeah. and Entertainment Earth article I could read, and it was always Natalie Portman playing Queen Amidala. So I knew that she was Queen Amidala, and then you see her face, and Queen Amidala is always decked out with the white makeup and the fancy, you know, dots on her cheeks and stuff, and yeah. all of her great hairstyles. But then you just see the other one who called went by Padme, and yeah, it was Natalie Portman. So yeah. it was just if you knew who Natalie Portman was or the name Natalie Portman and 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 the face that you associated with looking at all the, you know, um, you know, advertising leading up to it, then it just made sense. What I didn't understand was that every time we looked at the Queen, it wasn't always Natalie Portman. Sometimes it was Kara Knightley, mm. and that because those yeah. two look so much alike. That was what what. Um, that's what threw me. But anyway, so I don't know. I just thought that there was a, it could be an interesting type. Ty- there could be a different type. It would be a very similar story than what we're used to, what we what we know, what we already know. But it would be a slight, uh, different weight to it if you honestly believe that the queen was played by another person and was killed. And because she was, it was played by Karen Knightley, and it was killed, and she was killed. And then Padme stays as Padme for the duration of the movie until the that we're close to the end or near the end and you realize that she's actually the queen i think that would have just been a something something different that could be that could be interesting um well because because the thought that occurred to me during this whole thing and again it kind of goes back to the you know if we if we remove any of the main characters it completely changes the trajectory of the entire saga my thought would be what happened if the hyperdrive didn't malfunction and they were able to make it to Coruscant without having to stop off at on Tatooine. Mm. How would Anakin then have been fit back into the story? Oh, I like because, that. Because we could still fit him back in. I'm not saying get rid of him entirely, but what happens if they go to Cor- Coruscant first and on their way back, they make a stop off in Tatooine mm. because they're being, at that point, they know they're being hunted by Darth Maul. Mm. Okay. What if Darth Maul started his hunt on Coruscant instead of traveling all the way across the galaxy first? Mm. No, there's something there. There's something there. Yeah. I also think that now, but I will say that <laughs> the bright center of the universe that we are farthest from, that is Tatooine, um, I feel as though there needs to be a reason why they end up there like you know and the way they did it this time was that it was a it was you know Tatooine. Uh-huh. if you think about it the phantom menace was our first introduction was the galaxy's first real introduction to tatooine because it, and it was all by accident right mm-hmm. it was all yeah overdrive need they needed to stop someplace and they needed to go someplace that wasn't controlled by you know by the trade federation so they went someplace that was close by that was controlled by the huts so, you know, but everything else that happened after that in the saga story and even in, you know, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, uh, sequel trilogy to some degree, uh, it all stemmed from that first entrance into Tatooine. 
So yeah, I agree. We'd have to get back to Tatooine somehow. Yeah. But I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be like, um, you know, some grandiose reason that we need to do this, and the only way to do it is to go to Tatooine. It would be have to be some kind of like last minute thing. Oh, you know, like another like a damaged thing or something's happening. Yeah, yeah. End up, you end up on Tatooine by some randomness, and that's how you. You could almost do. You could do something like this, like. They need to get away really quick, so they need to go to hyperdrive, but but they don't have time to put in, you know, any type of nav, you know, navigation, you know, real quick. So they just have to do a quick, quick jump to the nearest system, that you know, which happens to be Tatooine. And because they did, and because they did a, because the way they did the jump, when they come out of hyperdrive, their hyper it damages their hyperdrive, so then they have to land. Because the jump damaged their hyperdrive, or maybe they just need to refuel. Right. Yeah. Right. But you need a way. You still need a way to get that contact with uh, Anakin, and you still mm-hmm. need to get a way that they would have to need something from Watto in order yeah. to get. Yeah. That. Well, that's true because you do need to get. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, just get, having just fuel, Tatooine, you got to get. Yeah, just getting of. just getting fuel in Tatooine. That's not going to cost the price of a slave. True. Or, it's going to need something a little bit more. You know. So here, here's a what if for you guys. Okay. This just popped into my head now as we're talking because we we keep circling back to Tatooine. Uh, what if? Watto was susceptible to Jedi mind tricks and not only sold them the parts for Republic credits, he was also susceptible to letting Anakin and, and Shmi go free. Ooh, all right. Okay. So on the one hand, you have negated the need for a pod race, correct? Yeah. Correct. So... In negating that need, you have now not allowed or shown Anakin to demonstrate any real use of the Force. So no, that would make is... that would make things a little bit odd. But yeah, something, you know, you could put something else in its place. Well, I mean, you could. You already you already said you already had the the sort of inkling that he had because when you had the conversation between. Uh, when they're at at the uh, the Skywalker house, and he mentioned that he's a pod ra- that he's raced well, pods before, but he wouldn't even get that far if hmm. you know Qui Gon. Oh, then again, if Qui Gon had already, well, I guess if Qui Gon had Qui Gon, they already talked because remember they they land there. Yeah, but he goes right to Watto's shop first. Yeah, and he does the credits will do fine. No, they won't. You know, but if he had said it, yeah, credits will do fine. Yes, they will. And, you know, he would tell them, but then maybe they would need time to, um, they would need time to install the, the hyperdrive and the sandstorm still came up. So they would maybe stop for shelter and, um, and then they still get to know. Well, instead of, instead of doing an actual race, maybe Qui-Gon goes on, on a pod ride with Anakin just to see what he's all, what it's all about and see how, just how good he is. Cause I mean, the, the pod race really is, as long as it is in, in the entire film, 
it serves a really good purpose mm-hmm. for, for storytelling in that it's showing just how clever and how capable Anakin is as a pilot right. and how, how instinctively connected to the force he is. Um, if we just have him tell us that, we don't get proof of that. So, but if he's getting ready to go free and he, he wants to do one last jump on his pod uh, before they leave planet, maybe have him ride, have Qui-Gon ride alongside him so he can get, so he can see just how skilled Anakin is, which right. would then further, you know, uh, prompt him to want to train Anakin and having me there would be one less thing that, uh, that uh, Palpatine could use or hold yeah. over Anakin. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, you know, without the death of, of Shmi in episode two, I mean, that was kind of the beginning, the beginning of the downfall in many ways of, of, An- of, of Anakin was that, was that, that was that loss. It's the beginning. Now, I, but the other thing that you were saying earlier is that if Smee was also freed and we had this relationship between Anakin and Smee, that this mother-son relationship, that, I mean, imagine if they were together, mm. then some other mishap when, when uh, Anakin was older, um, where he would lose her some other accident yeah or, yeah i mean that would definitely be something that palpatine could definitely manipulate and use yes and she and he would have had all those other years of attachment to his yeah mother. which would deepen the attachment but on on the one hand it could also if he matures well enough he he it could potentially be something that he's able to to maybe work through yeah but again and for wanting him to still continue going down that dark path, well, yeah, we could find another. We could we could kill her off sooner. Yeah. So hmm. maybe she gets accidentally crushed by a by a droid tank, or Jar Jar accidentally drops one of those those uh, electro discharge balls on her. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jar Jar so- really is clumsy. all right move on a little bit because we're how are we doing here we got about a few more minutes um so well anakin loses the pod race Mm. maybe and and let's even go one step further was totally gonna win but then sebulba cheated some other way that just that was it now, does Qui-Gon go behind, go behind his word and go back on his word and just take him? I know Qui-Gon's have- crafty like that. Yeah, I think he would. I, I think I think definitely think he he would. I think he would do you know find a way to to make sure, especially if he believe if he believes that the living force is telling him this kid is special. You know, if he if he believes Qui Gon's the type of type that if he believes that this is what the Force is telling you know telling him what should what what should happen, then he's going to find a way to make sure that it hap- that it that it happens. 
Well, not just that though. If if we if we go back, Qui Gon's always good at at looking for loopholes in whatever he's doing. Yeah. And so for that loophole, it might be okay. I won't take the kid. He goes back to the ship. Hey, Obi Wan, I've got a job for you. Since Obi Wan to go go rescue Anakin from Watto, they fly off, and Watto's none the wiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could work. Yeah, and then yeah, then he could even say something like, "If Watto, you know, calls up on you know Galactic Skype or whatever, wondering where his <laughs> thing is, he's like, hey, he's like, I wasn't the one who who it was my apprentice, you know, went off on his own on on this mission. I had no control over him. He just went off on his own and did this, and he's like, but." Now that they're here, now that they're under Republic, you know, under the Republic, I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. Right. Because there's no way the Huts are going to go to war against the Republic. <laughs> what if the Huts go to war against the Republic? <laughs> wow. There goes an entire cartel of criminal organizations. <laughs> <laughs> use their car i mean sure they might be able to withstand a couple of lightsaber strikes to the abdomen but you know yeah. chad the hut is not gonna win this one <laughs> chad the hut no matter how confident chad the hut is no oh that, that just reminded me have you guys ever seen uh chad vader yes yes chad vader. Chad no, the, the whole Chad the Hutt thing, though, comes up from there's a, this meme I've seen circling on Instagram the last couple of days. And it's it's one of those like therapy memes where it says Chad, Chad the Hutt isn't real. He can't hurt you. And then it shows you a picture of this like super bulked out hut. <laughs> it was like massive forearms. And I'm like, that's that's God. It's like the Jersey Shore came to the galaxy. <laughs> uh, someone from Jersey, I must apologize. Anytime somebody says the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so much more than that show please <laughs> most of them are from new york anyway so <laughs> uh, all right let's all right, oh that so made my night ah uh, very good yes let's move on what other what ifs can we come up with here um, well so pod race let's see the events of pod race he's freed he goes oh, oh. Go, oh, John, go. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, since we're we're getting kind of low low on time, I, I'm I'm pretty, I'm think. Um, but um, the big one, Qui Gon lives. Qui Gon trains Anakin. I I think that's a catalyst. That's a that's a that's a, a, a paradigm shift in the story. That is I, that's I that's, that's a big just, one. We could see Qui-Gon because I always felt that Qui-Gon was kind of a renegade Jedi and he he understood his whole um, desire to understand the living force, which is something I've never heard before or since anybody else say, you know, understanding the, li I mean, at least in the films, the, the living force. Mm -hmm. I always felt that that was a different take on it than the other Jedi. And I think that he, if there was any Jedi that could handle the training of a Jedi that was old, a young, a Padawan that was older and had to deal with attachments and missed his mother, I feel like Qui-Gon could have figured out 
what to do. And could have him, he himself played a father figure to Anakin as well. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right on that. You know, at least the way, the way Liam Neeson portrayed him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I always kind of looked at Qui-Gon as being like, kind of like the equivalent of like the Jedi hippie. Yeah. Yes. You know, he, I mean, I mean, yeah, a lot of other Jedi had long hair and you, you see that frequently, but given his propensity to just kind of follow like this natural course, like he's, he's trusting his instincts, which is something Jedi usually don't do. Uh, they trust the force. Sure. But he, he allowed his instincts to be attuned to the force far more readily than his mind. Yeah, and so he, right. he always kind of trusted his gut a lot more. And there's kind of a more emotional, uh, an emotional connection there. And so like, I, while the gray are kind of their own thing, I think Qui-Gon was kind of closer towards the gray than, than any other Jedi was prior to him. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Ahsoka, who became kind of like the, the gray. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I definitely uh, but I, I, also, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Be, be careful, Garrett. Uh, a lot of times you mentioned gray, gray Jedi, and that sets people off that gray Jedi don't exist. There's no such thing. It's. Oh, I just think it's a, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but people get bent out of shape and, when you okay. start making oh, if you notice, I said Jedi. the gray, not the gray Jedi. Yes, this is true. Uh, I'm being very clear here because, because by that point, when as far as Ahsoka is concerned, by the time we get to Rebels and and her appearances in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, she is not a Jedi by title. She is a force a gray. user. She's a force user. She's she's still a, a force adept. If you want to be technical about it, but her her focus is more on finding balance between the two extremes of the Jedi and the Sith. She's willing to give into her emotions. She's willing to do the things that Jedi normally would try to avoid, like killing an opponent. Yeah, Je- you know, especially like someone like like uh, Obi Wan with his fighting style being Suresu. You know, he his his style would be, uh, you know, let me avoid the conflict as much as possible, uh, and wear you down with my resistance. Yeah, she's like, I'll be a little bit more aggressive once you know, ne- you know, once negotiations have really kind of run their course. Yeah, yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Oh, Mark's getting that that uh, that late night vibe. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. Oh. <laughs> well, it's okay. No, nah, it's no, I mean let's all right, let's wrap it up. We can go to okay. uh, we'll go one last one. Okay. Okay. Um Darth Maul does not die. Which well, I guess you could say Well, kind I mean of, kind of he kind of didn't, didn't anyway. But let's 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 put it let's put it differently. Let's say he didn't even get sliced in half. Let's say it was a knocked unconscious, so you could be the villain of the week in the next uh, movie. Mm. Could Darth Maul, and I guess this what if my, all right, all right, we're going to leave this one hanging. Because let's say, Walt, let's, let's use this to tie into the next one we do this with. 
what if Darth Maul survived and continued to be the apprentice in episode two? Mm. Ooh. Okay, but that ties into now where we're going to hold off on that for until we get to an episode, you know, the what ifs of episode two. So we all have to remember that we had this conversation. Yeah. But that Darth Maul is going to be the villain, the heavy, if you will. Um, You know, they're still at the right hand of uh, Palpatine or of Sidious. Sidious. And he's going to be the heavy. You know, how would that, how would episode two possibly play out? Mm. Instead of having that regalness of uh you know the dooku. christopher lee's dooku you know you have that just pure rage of darth maul continue maybe even worse if he didn't was it wasn't able to complete his mission in the first movie so so many oh i i want to jump the gun and just go right into into episode <laughs> two but I'm, I'm oh oh see as a storyteller my br- the, the juices inside my brain are like, oh, you have to share this. You have to do. Let's let's start spitballing this because this is going to be fun, and I'm going to be patient. <laughs> just just weave your, you know, your weave your new tapestries. And yes. Think about that, and we will uh, we'll continue with that. I enjoyed this. This was a just fun. Interesting. Yeah. It was a good uh, a good exercise, you know. Um, and 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 I and I appreciated that we talked a little bit of some ground rules just because. You know, it, a story can go wherever it wants. A story doesn't have to be. We don't even have to have a story about Anakin. It doesn't even have to be about Luke and Leia. It could be completely going in a completely different direction. Yeah. It's just that for a basis of reference, um, you probably want to keep some of them at least surviving for as long as they have in the story we know, just to kind yeah. of see how things can go along differently. But I'm not saying that's. I came up. I came up with a what if scenario that gets them landing on Tatooine anyway. Oh, okay. all right. Well, let's like, hear that. They bypass it originally. Yeah. They get they get a call from Quinlan Voss, who is seen in the background of episode one. Quinlan Voss is there. He's hanging out at the tavern, and he has encountered a kid who is strong in the force, and the midi chlorian count is high. Right. Oh, and that could write. And that could be if you want to. Directed by George go, Lucas. Yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> and that goes straight in, and then you have episode two. <laughs> Where we get to have another episode three years later with the same kid. No. <laughs> Poor little Jake Lloyd. Oh. Oh man. By the way, Casey, I just want to say I met Jake Lloyd. Nicest guy. I, you know, my daughter met him when she was really little, and he couldn't have been nicer. He was older at this point, but he could not have been nicer. And I wish him well. I hope he's doing okay. Anyway. So all right right. well uh as we wrap things up like we always do uh will why don't you tell the people out there in internet land where they can find you at well in internet land i live on youtube in darth tuba's star wars unboxing show that is darth like darth vader but instead of vader it's tuba like the instrument and you i do an unboxing channel uh, lots of great uh, toys and collectibles that I like to unbox. And uh, there's been just a huge amount of stuff going on. I just got back from Galaxy's Edge and we've had a whole bunch of neat episodes that are in the can ready to get released. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. The, there's also Darth Tuba Star Wars unboxing page on Facebook. And you can email me DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. All right, and Garrett, what about you? Where can they find well, you at? 
I live mostly on Instagram and, and YouTube as well. Um, Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at GKJ underscore publishing, uh, where I will say stupid inane things on Twitter just to annoy people. And then on, on Instagram, I am mostly uh, posting about the author interviews that I'm doing this month for Author Awareness August. I uh, got a great new uh, episode coming out uh, this next week with a, a memoirist named Ruby Carlson. Uh, my channel on YouTube is also called GKJ Publishing, super original, uh, keep it every, keeping everything streamlined, just like Will does with Darth Tuba. So, nice. uh, As for us right here, if you want to get a hold of us, the easiest way to do that is through our email address, uh, which is warofthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. Uh, go to just search war underscore war of the stars on Instagram and on Facebook uh, for the Facebook group. Uh, check those out. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars, or you can go to our spread shirt uh, shop and just search war of the stars for the cool merch, which you can't see it, but Will is wearing one of our t-shirt designs that we have. Uh, that's actually one of my favorite ones. I like the uh, that design. There's one I tried to do through another t-shirt design store that was actually an 8-bit. So oh. it took that basic design and turned it into like an 8-bit Nintendo, Nintendo 8-bit type thing, which is really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, you can go there, check out all the merch we have at our special store. Uh, uh, check us out wherever fine podcasts are heard. We are on Spotify. We are on um, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you're there. Uh, Anchor.fm. Basically, just wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in War of the Stars, the Star Wars podcast, and you'll be able to check us out there. Oh, it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, as always, so as always, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the spire, everyone. With you.